All right. Welcome to Surviving Danger Close. And those earbuds are getting me. Uh, I'm Jared, uh, running today without Dustin or John. Uh, but I did bring in a guest because nobody cares what I have to say about uh, veteran and first responder mental health. It's all about people in the know. Uh, so what I did today is I brought in Jason James. He's the president of Frontiers Edge Outdoors. They're a group based, based here in the Thumb where they uh, they do a lot of outdoors activities with veterans. And uh, So we'll start. Go ahead, Jason. Say hi. So. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, first, let me ask you. So you're a veteran, correct? Yep. Or and, and you were also a former, we'll say, first responder. You know, we kind of lump first responders in with, yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. nurse, police officer, corrections officers. Yep. Um, not, I don't have the flag. Dustin's got a nice flag of everybody in his <laughs> room. Uh, so what is your experience? At, you know, what, what, what are you a veteran of, I guess, first? Uh, to start, I did four years in the active duty Army, um, a couple years overseas, from there, I actually was an EMT for a short period of time before I joined the local sheriff's department as a corrections officer. I spent about five years there, uh, realized that wasn't for me, and then I kind of just, I went to a tree service job, just a normal working man's job, and have been kind of in that field since. So what do you find is the different, the biggest differences between especially being a, a CO in compared, compared to uh, working in the... What, we, what you want to call a typical working man's job? <laughs> um, probably the standard, uh, the professional standard, you know. Um, you're viewed throughout the community as, like, somebody that's a bit important, and they, they kind of expect you to act a certain way, you know, walk a certain way. And then, you know, there's you – know, you're, you're, you got to be an up. You got to uphold the law. You, you know, you're not supposed to be speeding or doing any of that nonsense, and you don't want to act a fool. And then, you know, you just kind of you get back out to the regular world, and then it's like, oh man, I can just go to the local bar, and nobody knows me, and I'm good with that. Right, and and you get to hide behind a beard now too. Yep, and there's a big beard and all that good stuff, and the grooming standard goes way down. Right. <laughs> really, as long as the tree trimmers just. Get them off the power line. That's what's important now, that's, right? That is. Uh, so, and uh, so what made you start Frontier's Edge? Um, Actually, it was like uh, it was a mental pause I had, actually. Um, so early on, after I got out of the Army, I, I never really fit back into society, and I found it hard to make normal friends that wouldn't laugh at my real twisted jokes. So, I uh, I mean, who of our listeners don't already have that, right? <laughs> that's, I think that's been a common theme. Uh, we'll, we'll check the comment board after it uh, gets posted. I'm sure we'll see plenty of people <laughs> jumping in on that. So I was like, man, this just kind of sucks. So I'd just power Facebook. I'd found some, some other, t- other veterans groups and I was like, ah, maybe I'll go hang out with them for a day and, um, you know, I found, I tried some of the local stuff. It just, it just never really fit right with me. Like I was, maybe it was like an age difference or, uh, some of it's just a maturity difference. And, uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this on my own. And, so, I'm gonna, and I don't want to, I don't want to pinpoint exactly how old you are, but when you say an age and maturity difference, are you talking 
you're you're the mature older one or they're all so old and mature that they can't keep up with you no it's uh we call it the black boot army um so there was a great divide and it was about a year into the iraq war where the the whole mentality changed in the service where it was uh it was all about war and it was not nothing about garrison and you know the drill and ceremony and knowing every little detail about old wars it was just you know you go to war you come home you go to war you come home um so we're all uh probably as all of our wives would put it as pretty immature um because we just we joke a lot about some silly stuff and where you have that older generation of veterans who also went to war but they were held to a different standard so they're just always a little bit more serious than us gotcha yeah and and i know like talking to other people you know around our age because i think we're pretty close in age uh late 30s okay 34 (laughs) oh okay yeah uh you know people our age and younger i know that they have a hard time fitting into other veteran groups because of issues like that so you found yourself kind of seeing the same thing that others are seeing yep yeah and that's what you know it was like you give them a try and it's like ah like you guys have the the veteran thing in common and you're like so you still like you still hang out and you but it's kind of like it was like you just you don't get that camaraderie you get when you're in the service and you're like and, and you know we call it shenanigans for a back lack of a better word and so we're like you know what we're gonna we're gonna foster kind of this idea and we're gonna we're gonna push it out and then we're gonna see where it goes and so you know we i did an ice fishing trip uh up on houghton lake uh i was like oh this is gonna be so awesome i'm gonna make so many i'm gonna invite so many people and i used i kind of used these other groups to kind of farm veterans from um because there was a lot of people that were in the same boat I was in. Like, they were, like, they were just hanging out. You know, they wanted to be there, but they didn't really have a purpose there. You know, and like, they were kind of, like, the new guy, and everybody kind of shunned them. So yeah. I was like, all right. So I use all these other nonprofits, and you know, there's a million of them in the state. And I'm like, I find a bunch of people kind of in that age bracket. And I'm like, let's go ice fishing. We're going we're gonna to go up. We're going to cook a bunch of stuff on the ice. We're just going to have a good day. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to chase flags all day. Uh, it absolutely flopped. <laughs> I didn't get any. I got three Flop. people. Okay. Uh, I There was openly expecting about 30. Um, we had secured a resort up there. So we had like five five places for people to stay. And um everybody could have had their own resort house (laughs) so it kind of just i'm kind of competitive like that so i was like this isn't gonna fail like i'm gonna make this work right and that's a so that was your first real that was my first like i'm doing this and you know i'll say three people's actually pretty pretty good for a first outing (laughs) on something like this uh what what do you think was the uh was the holdback of people is could it have been a timing is it is it the age thing that we're talking? Because even, even so, I mean, we're talking, you know, mid, early, you know, anybody in the 30s, any veteran in the 30s, they still have families that they're running and, and jobs that they have to do. I mean, you're you're working in the tree service. I I mean, I've, I'm doing this podcast because of a, a veteran that I work with. And, you know, he kind of put me into this world. And 
uh, of researching and it's you know what i don't know how i want to say it is that could is that part of the issue so, or you think i think so i think a lot of it too was uh we're in that generation where you know yeah, everybody says like you're dysfunctional veterans you know and this and that and you know a lot of it is is like they just kind of want to be left alone like you know they did all this time in service and they're good like they just they come home to their families and you know and then it's normally like a friend like hey there's this great group go out there and, and they're like to hell with that I'm, I'm gonna sit on my couch and drink beer all night like i do every other night you know and so uh and then i was just i was just some random dude like nobody had ever met me nobody you know i never i didn't build rapport with anybody so they're just like Oh, this guy's just—he's some crazy dude trying to. <laughs> so I guess that actually kind of pulls back around. Is why is it important for veterans to get together? Even, even the veterans who don't really want to or don't think that they need to get with somebody who who think it's that everything is just fine, just going home and drinking beer like they always do in the garage alone. Um, you know, I, I really think it's like uh, it gives them a good reset. Uh, you know, with their mental health and. You know, everybody, it's this big taboo thing, and I don't care anymore. Like, I talk freely about it and, you know, and PTSD and suicide and all this other stuff. And, like, but in the veteran community and even the law enforcement community and anything in the first responders, nobody wants to talk about it. Like, so if the only thing we do is we put a bunch of vets or we put a bunch of just general first responders together and everybody gets to laugh and have fun and they kind of get out for a day of rest and relaxation where maybe the, just the turmoil that's going on at home, um, whether it be, you know, inner or, you know, family and all that type of stuff. Uh, it's just sometimes good to have that good reset day where you can kind of forget about it. And, 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 uh, again, you know, we openly talk about this stuff. So we're, we're trying to, you know, kind of acts that taboo that you can't have a mental problem in our, in our world. And you can, you can still be okay. And you're still going to have a job, yeah. you know? Uh, so, so you mentioned the ice fishing, what other events are you doing and what, what's it? I guess I already asked what's important. Uh, how are these events helping? What, what have you seen uh, without mentioning names or being too specific with anybody? Can you think of any instances where, where you've been out and you've really seen maybe not a breakthrough with somebody, but you definitely see a difference? Um, yeah, actually twice. So probably since 2019 where we've interacted probably somewhere around 200 veterans or first responders or and their kids. You know, we try to make as much of the stuff family-friendly uh, and – you know, we, we say veteran, 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 but in our kind of with us, um, we, we just kind of group everybody together, you know, veterans, first responders, and we actually include ER staff too, especially since COVID. Um, right. but yeah, so there's, there's actually two times, actually I had a guy call, um, I give everybody my number and I, and I give them the heartfelt speech, you know, and, and I, and I truly mean it. It's not just, it's not just for show. Like, you know, if you're feeling, feeling a certain kind of way, like, I will drive my ass to you. Like, I don't care. I don't care where you live in this state. I will drop what I'm doing, and I'll drive to you. Um, and, uh, you know, what? there's there's twice uh, I've had people contact me about that. Um, 
and not only that, we've teamed up with other organizations that deal with this. Like this is their specialty. You know, there's, you know, in the veteran world, you know, everybody hears the 22 to none. Uh, in a Michigan, there's an organization organization like that. So, um, while I might not be, you know, I, I probably don't have the skill set to handle what they need to do to maybe talk them off the ledge, but I can talk until somebody can talk them off the ledge, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that's what it was. Had a guy call and we just, we talked and I'm texting away and we get the guy to talk to a guy that can help him talk him off the ledge. And then, uh, so I'll, everything ended well there. Um, you know, and then we had another guy, he came to an event and, you know, he was just kind of, you, you just kind of tell he was just a little off and not like in like that weird, like, um, like socially awkward way. He just like, he had a lot, he, you know, kind his of like mind was heaven. Yeah. There's a heavy. lot, there's a lot going through, you know? And yeah. so, and, and we, obviously, you know what we do with, uh, we do a lot of ice fishing, but we do a lot with guns too. So, and this was a hunting event. So I'm like, I'm going to stand next to this guy, you know, and like, we're going to talk about some shit and we're going to, we're going to see where it goes. Cause I might, we might have to figure this out a little bit more than just, we're just guys trying to shoot some ducks, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, you know, it did, and it worked out, it worked out really well. And we talked, we talked for hours. We never, never shot a duck, but we ended up talking and we're actually really good friends. And he did, he said, he said like, you know, that was probably going to be the day. Like he, his sister kind of forced him into the event and was like, he's like, to hell with it, you know, I'll do it to appease him and then right. I'm not coming home, you know, and, and it was that deep, you know, and and so it was, you know, all the stuff we do, we focus on this, but there's never really, you never hear about the success. So it was kind of nice to see like, ah, it is worth it. Even if, you know, one out of 200, like we'll do it again. Yeah. We'll do 200 more veterans to make sure that one guy's got what he needs. Yeah. You know, that's giving me a little goosebumps just having that that work out so well uh, to save somebody. Because, yeah, we, I mean, we, we know about the 22. I think that's, uh, that's everywhere. Uh, and that, you know, that's how I started. I did the 22 push ups. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I got with uh, Warrior Soap. I've known uh, Ken yep. for a long time with Warrior Soap, and Dustin wanted to. Uh, Dustin wanted to meet me and do the push-ups with me as well, so I used that platform to to try to push out Warriors Hope, and uh, and Dustin wanted to do a podcast, and so did John, and so we all got together, and now we're <laughs> we're doing the podcast. Perfect. Uh, and, and I know that we've had uh, we've even had I had somebody because I do this, and I'm not a veteran, I'm not a first responder, although I've been close to like just kind of on the edge of all of that most of my life, uh, except you know my first job was working for a tow company, so. You know, the tow companies and and officers police have police officers. They, absolutely, they they have a lot, uh, a lot of overlap with that, and uh, so I I've seen it, and it was really nice to have somebody contact me through because I did the push-ups because I pushed Warriors Hope said, hey, listen, I know somebody who's having an issue. Uh, do you do you have a contact for Warriors Hope? I was like, Psh, do I right. ever? So I so I mean, we definitely got in contact with them, and uh, and I know that it it helped and I got to follow up and see where they, where they're at with it. But I mean, that's all just from, that's from doing this podcast. And, uh, so it's always nice to hear those success stories yep. when, uh, and all it takes is talking. 
So what do you think is about the talking that uh, veterans and, and our first responders really have a difficult time with? And, and what about, what is it about being out in the field or being out on a lake that, that really opens it up? Um, I think the biggest thing is, uh, they can't relate, you know, they can't, you know, in the military, you know, they they were big on, you know, just pushing meds to fix your problems. And, you know, we're past that point. We're past the point. Nobody wants to take pills anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to fix their problems with, you know, chemicals. And, uh, so then they just, re- they just pull it into themselves and they pretend like there's not a problem. And then like that macho attitude everybody has, uh, nobody wants to talk about it. So, uh, I think with me and, uh, a few of our staff, uh, we went through it, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I've, I have complex PTSD and, um, and I'm not scared to talk about it. So, and then on the military side, it was, you know, I, there was some traumatic stuff that happened there. Uh, on the correction side, there was some traumatic stuff that happened there as well. Right. So, uh, you know, there, you see some shit and so, from both sides of it, I can, I can relate. And so, and I just talk to him, you know, and I kind of tell him the process, you know, cause you know, there was, there was a, f- a very eventful day and, uh, I was in the same boat. I was, I was going to join the statistics, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it was just a friend that was substantially bigger than me. It was like, you're just not going to leave and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I was like, God dang it. But, uh, you know, and it was, and, you know, I kind of, I was in a real, I hit like a real manic episode. Uh, it was like, uh, I was stuck in the fight mode, like for like three months and it was just absolutely exhausting. And then, you know, it just all accumulated and then the big blow up, uh, what resulted was, uh, basically an ultimatum from my wife, uh, and, and my kids backed it was you know you got to get help you know and mm-hmm. so so i did it I, I mean i went through the the ptsd rehab uh it was called uh cpt so cognitive processing therapy where you yeah my counselor uh the guy probably thought i was the biggest dickhead in the world right off the bat because i like walked in and i'm i'm still just raging and I'm doing this because, you know, in the back of my mind, I don't, I don't want to lose my family, but I know that if I do this, maybe it'll appease them, mm-hmm. you know, because in my mind, I'm not doing anything wrong. And, uh, so I go in there and I'm like, I'm not taking, I said, if this is some shit, I'm not taking pills. So you can get that off the table right now. And he's like, okay, Jay said, you know, and, uh, I'm like, and I just demanded all this wild crap. Like, you know, I'm like. Just not being and, and a helicopter, you know, and I'm and just, untraceable bills. <laughs> for... And uh, you know, I'm like, I'm not being receptive at all to the fact that this guy is there to, to kind of get me to a spot where I can deal with this crap. And because uh, at the time I I wasn't, I knew I had PTSD or a form of it, and uh, I just didn't want to. Uh, I, I more or less didn't want to believe it, you know. And so mm-hmm. the guy's name's John, actually. <laughs> really good guy because he dealt with some crap for a few weeks and and honestly though it worked though you know like we spent months and months and months and months picking apart every little thing i felt was wrong with the world and you know and you know you you do about five different exercises and kind of sell yourself out of it being wrong and it gets you 
to, to be balanced so you can, you know, you have that fight or flight response and sometimes you can do the flight, you know, that's what they try to get is so you can stay calm so you're not manic. Like they don't want you like manic and freaking out because just stupid stuff happens. And uh, so I, and I tell this story to people and they're like, all right, well, you know, maybe I can talk to this guy a little bit about this because he, you know, he does know this stuff. And yeah, and that's the story you're talking when you're when you're out on the lake and you're right. And that's what and I fields and... and we so we go out there, you know, and we're like, you know, nature's got yeah, it's probably sound like a hippie, but you know, it's got healing powers. You know, like that that calm, relaxing, the birds chirping, you can stop and hear it. You can look up. You know, it might be a good day, might be a bad day weather-wise but you know you're, you're out you're out doing something from your that's not in your norm and, and you get to enjoy it you know if you're you know people like fishing we, we take them out fishing and you know it's just a day on the water with some guys with some smart ass comments and you know we uh but they get to enjoy it they get to enjoy the nature part of it and the just the healing aspects of that um This is why it's better when the other two are here because they're going to jump in on <laughs> so it. So they can just they, fire away. <laughs> they start firing away. I mean, you, you talked about being difficult. I'll send you the episode where uh, Dustin talks about how he was difficult with the VA when it comes to his PTSI. And it was – he's got a good story on that. I'm not going to rehash it here for him. but uh, So what events do you have coming up? Uh, what, what are you thinking about doing? And So – you know, with using uh, nature, we, you know, we, we basically follow the, the seasons the DNR has put in place. Uh, so we just, we had a deer camp two weekends ago. Last weekend, we did a pheasant hunt. Um, just, we're going to have a little bit of a hiatus over Christmas time because we, we do have families and we're, we want to make sure they're taken care of as well. And uh, we're going to come back January 15th. We're going to go up to St. Helen. We're going to do a big ice fishing event. Uh and then we we jump from lake to lake. Uh, so St. Helen is more of just like a, a big gathering, uh, like the good old-fashioned drinking beer and chasing tip-up flags. Uh, it's normally about a 70-person event. And then we'll go to some smaller lakes, and we do stuff a little bit more reserved where um, me and my vice president, we have this kind of structured for the most part. Uh, we're doing the stuff anyways, and there's no reason we can't pull a few guys out with us because okay. we have that extra gear. So we'll go smelt fishing and through the ice, and we'll just say, hey, you know, we got four spots. Come on out, guys, and we'll just have, you know, it's after dark. We just have a night out fishing, and then uh, we try to go throughout the state. So we'll do uh, some rabbit hunting in the lower part of the state. I have some pretty good beagles, and... It's just a checkerboard of stuff through winter because winter sucks for everybody. Yeah. Uh, we try to get them outside, you know, and, and enjoying it. And So ice fishing, we'll rabbit hunt and do some small game hunting, squirrel and that type of stuff. Uh, then we're going to do another pheasant hunt uh, end of February. And then it rolls right into spring turkey, uh, spring salmon fishing. Any As soon as the ice goes out, we'll have a few guides that'll take people out on chartered fishing trips. Uh, and then the summer lull, we, and we, we try, we try all kinds of stuff to kind of get people to interact. Uh, you know, maybe like they don't actually like the taking of games. So we've done tubing trips, you know, we'll take, 
you know, just show up, you and your spouse, you know, we'll take you out for a day of tubing and on the rifle or Sabo River up in Mayo. And, um, and then we've we've done pig roast on we just we're just trying to get out and reach mm-hmm. as many different you know because people some like I said, people are just have that little click stuff that they want to do and they're not gonna, they're not going to want to do anything else and eventually we'll find it because we just we do we just if it looks even remotely doable we'll do it we don't we don't mind yeah. so it, it's not necessarily just hunting fishing it's whatever you can get people out doing oh, yeah. and, and bring that camaraderie back together yep yep and that's uh and and like you said we me and uh my buddy eric that's the vice is uh that's what we do we just we do this stuff we have fun with it we we want people laughing and you know and even if it's at our expense <laughs> and uh so and we're, and we're willing to try like i said we, we try everything we've had we have people in the up that go blueberry picking and you know hunting for mushrooms and all kinds of just wild little stuff yeah, and that mushroom hunting that's a big thing it I, is a huge that, thing <laughs> they're, they're really intense about it too the people who do it yeah oh, <laughs> they get super upset too when you find some stuff that they're like, like yeah i'm just down here in the thumb of michigan what's on this lock you know, right. i've been going all over the up for that dang thing and right. so but no we we're trying to appease we're trying to find the stuff that works to get people out and uh we're kind of just hitting our we're high, we're kind of hitting a good rhythm this year with it uh yeah. publicity wise too you know like it mm-hmm. was we've had uh you know at the I, we had a deer hunt and uh i don't ever tell anybody like any more details i put all the veterans if i were doing a, a group like that i'll put all the veterans in a group chat and so we all get to kind of just bs back and forth prior to the event kind of yeah. get the weirdness out and uh and there's a lot of weirdness that comes oh there's out. oh yes because yeah. you just never know whose name you're getting drawn that day and, right. <laughs> and uh so but you get all that worked out so i had i we were kind of just, you know, on Facebook, we have like a whopping 800 followers and we're just a nobody. And so I like email Michigan out of doors. I'm like, ah, they're not even going to email me back, you know? And they're like a couple weeks later, they're like, oh, that's actually sounds like pretty cool. You know, we'll, we'll go do that, you know? And so the vets, I'm like, Hey guys, you're, you don't mind being on, you know, film. Right. And, uh, they're like, oh yeah. I said, we just, we, we have a guy with a video camera that's going to come around every now and again. And yeah. And then, so we get them all there, you know, and the same thing, they show up the night before we put them up in campers and stuff. And, you know, the, the famous bush lights come out and we're talking and uh, the guy's like, man, you know, he's like, where's your camera guy at? And then it was like perfect timing. Cause we were just talking about like Michigan outdoors and how it'd be cool if they would do an event like that, you know? And, <laughs> and so then they roll up with their truck and then nobody could see it cause it's dark. And then. I don't say anything because I know who they are. Cause I, I watched their show, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, so Jimmy gets out of the truck and he just kind of walks up and I'm just, I'm just chuckling and my Eric's chuckling and we're like, yep, yeah, just talking. Everybody just thought he was one of the guys. And then like one guy goes like finally sees him in the firelight and he's like, ah, oh, you're Jimmy from Michigan out of doors, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then like, he, then he brings out the camera and we start talking about stuff and, nice. uh, but yeah, we just we're trying to we're trying to get that exposure out there too. Like we're here, you know, we're in the thumb. What we do do events outside of the thumb. Primarily, uh, I like doing stuff here because I live here and I want to make a difference in my community. 
And it's a lot shorter trips. Too. And it's absolutely, you know, we we've done stuff right on the Wisconsin border. Uh, we took a kayak, we took a group of kayakers out uh, fishing on the Menominee River, which splits Michigan and Wisconsin. It was just absolutely a bear of a weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like seven and a half hours one way yeah. to fish for one day to drive back seven and a half hours. It was great. But, you know, we've done stuff in cold water, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing. It's straight to the bottom of the state, come back. And we're good with it. It's what we do. Yeah. Well, awesome. Do uh, you want to plug anything? Like, how, how can people reach you? Uh, we've got the Facebook page that has 800 followers and uh, pretty soon 801 from anybody listening, right? <laughs> Maybe two. Uh, right. My mom's going to listen to this. Right. <laughs> um. No, I actually we we've kept it kind of simple uh, because most of this is uh, is self funded, so we don't really do like the outdoor stuff or the outdoor shows, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. Um, next year we're gonna because we would like to. There was a point in time where we were actually having problems filling these trips because we just didn't know any veterans to ask. So next summer we're gonna be at these shows and that type of stuff. We've kept it simple to Facebook though. We didn't You're do talking a show like the. Uh... Like right. uh, Woods and Waters, okay. like Outdoorama, all that type of stuff. You'll start seeing us at mostly just because we want to get a list, a list of veterans that want to do this stuff. Because that's who you know. You got to want to do it. You can't yeah. get forced out every time. Yeah, I mean, we we know the forced out works, but it's so much <laughs> nicer if they right. Just, they're if they willingly, yeah, willingly coming. But yeah, so no, just the Facebook.com stuff. That's all we got. All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming over and and talking to us about it. We'll, so this is our uh, Wellness Wednesday, a little bit longer than other Wellness Wednesdays <laughs> that the guys have put up. They're usually doing like two, three-minute segments. So, so we got a good half-an-hour segment. I like for, politics. Yeah, right. <laughs> so awesome. Thank you very much for coming over. No, thanks over, for Jason. having me. And uh, we'll keep in touch. For sure. Thanks.